Can you believe it? This Tuesday begins February, the shortest month of the year, the month containing that federal holiday celebrating all U.S. presidents, but that's only recent history. In case you didn't know, since 1800 and the start of the construction of the Washington Monument in 1848, it was just George Washington's birth in February that was venerated, and in 1885 joined the only other than four nationally recognized federal holidays, the 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas Day, and New Year's Day. But it was the first holiday to celebrate the life of an individual American. Martin Luther King Day uh, signed into law in 1983, became the second. It wasn't until the 60s, 1960s, when the president lionized most since the 19th century, Abraham Lincoln, whose birthday on February 12th, with Washington's on the 22nd, inspired the third Monday in February to what we refer to as President's Weekend. But Lincoln completed it. And what shaped Lincoln's views, this president, after the Bible itself? It's a book called Sufferings in Africa I read in recent years and it still haunts me. It's a book that will mean a lot to anyone concerned about human suffering and hanging on to hope. It's the true account of a white man, a captain named James Riley, whose crew was shipwrecked off the coast of Morocco a little over 200 years ago. It's not that long. And Riley kept a diary, a memoir of the ordeal. And this was unique in the master-slave relationship because it was a switch on what our nation experienced with white owners and black slaves. This time, the slaves were white. Lost in this unknown world, Captain Riley felt responsible for his crew and their safety. He told of the events leading to their capture by the, some marauding Sarawi natives who kept them as slaves, horribly mistreated. They were beaten, sunburned, starved, forced to do things I won't describe. Captain Riley survived and devoted the rest of his life to anti-slavery work until his death. He founded the village of Wilshire, Ohio. It's on the border of Indiana. Named for William Wilshire, the man who redeemed Captain Riley from slavery. I was profoundly affected by this book, not only because the suffering Riley and his men endured, it disturbed me, but because it speaks to yesterday's international Holocaust Memorial Day, recalling man's inhumanity to man. It speaks to last week's Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Day in this sacred city of civil and human rights named Memphis. The smell of bigotry has always nauseated me, and that's why I'm a Jew, because in the Torah, we are told that there's one law 
for the stranger and the resident. But wait a minute. In this week's Torah portion, Mishpatim, Exodus 21 through most of 24, the, law, the first law spelled out in the Parsha this week deals with the treatment of Hebrew slaves. In the biblical context, slavery involved a contradiction. A slave was chattel, a property, a thing, but also a human being. More a domestic servant than an indentured slave, there was a process for a slave back then to go free. People in biblical times probably conceived of slavery not as something inherently evil as we now know, but rather as an institution in need of humanizing. In last week's Ten Commandments, for instance, we learned that slaves had clear-cut privileges, including resting on Shabbat. Interestingly, the Torah does not even have a specific word for a totally unfree person. The Hebrew word for servant and slave, eved, has many meanings. The fact that an escaped slave could not be returned to his master is an indication that our Torah had reservations about the merit of this entire institution. And while the rabbis clearly saw no way back then to abolish it entirely, as we can now, they always encouraged pidyon shvuyim, the redemption of hostages, captives, Jews who were often kidnapped and turned into slaves. There's even a specific Jewish blessing said for the redemption of a slave or someone captive based on what has happened to our people over the course of history. In recent weeks, people have become sadly familiar with that blessing of redeeming hostages held captive, the blessing which was said after my friend Rabbi Charlie and congregants at our sister Reform congregation, Beth Israel in Texas, miraculously survived being held hostage. The prayer uttered when they survived is known as Matir Asurim. Thank you, God, for the miracle of releasing captives like our friend and colleague Rabbi Charlie and our fellow congregants in Colleyville. But the question remains, how could a Jewish people newly freed from slavery in Egypt at the foot of a mountain where God's first commandment, first utterance, was a reminder that our God wants all people free. That's the first of the commandments, even if in English they don't start there. How could our ancestors even think of living in a society in which human beings would enslave each other, even if benevolently, if God proclaimed at Mount Sinai? That, that I am the God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, the house of slavery. Have the Israelites learned nothing from their experience in Egypt? Oh, it gets worse when you read the prophetic Haftorah reading in the book of Jeremiah for this Shabbat. Jeremiah 34, equally problematic. It reports how in Jeremiah's time, get this, 
the ruling classes of Judah actually reverse their previous release of Jewish slaves. And Jeremiah condemns this perfidious act and he predicts dire consequences for any society acting this way. When King Nebuchadnezzar invaded Judah, Jerusalem area, in 589 before zero and lay siege to Jerusalem, the Jewish elite agreed to a wholesale release of Hebrew slaves in order to induce God's forgiveness. The slaves should have been released long ago, but when in 588, one year later, the siege is lifted, the former slave owners cancel the release and they actually return the slaves to their previous status. That's what enrages the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah. This week's law about the treatment of Hebrew slaves, which opens our Torah portion, is one of many that illustrates what the early rabbis call, more or less, the compromises required when transforming a people from who they were to who and what they must become free. The Torah could have set guidelines for a utopian society, but the Israelites would have never realized them. Becoming a holy people is a gradual process. At the same time, the rabbis said, slavery must be restricted and the degradation of lifelong servitude experienced in Egypt is now limited to six years in Egypt. Children were ripped apart from their parents. Now families would not be separated. In Egypt, slaves were given no breather. Now if you read the Bible, slaves and masters both rest on Shabbat. The suffering of people by dictators around the globe, the subjugation, the enslavement is depressing. It's overwhelming at times to the point where you and I may even doubt our ability to affect any change whatsoever, even in America or Memphis. But this week's Torah portion and Judaism's big idea of the Messianic age reminds us that we cannot transform the world overnight. Not even God can without our help. The evils of slavery revealed in this nation led to ending that institution completely. However, the new evils of poverty, illiteracy, hunger, and food deserts are a reminder that we still have work to do, a reminder of our Jewish imperative to improve the world step by step. Small steps are achievable, even if overnight eradication of evil is not. But do not despair, our tradition teaches, because each step, however small, brings us closer to what we're going to sing at the end of this service. Bayom Hahu, ending injustice forever. One day, when that glory comes, fear and despair will give way to freedom and hope. One day, when that glory comes, humanity will be humane. One day, 
when the glory comes, the light of the Shema, the light of one God, will light up the universe with the joy of what next month's holiday were all about. Washington and Lincoln, as we leave the month of King, they were all about freedom and peace. One day, no matter how long it takes, so may it be. And let us say, Amen.